everyone to a new episode of Movies and Brews. I'm your host, Jordan, and with me, as always, is my excellent co-host, Daniel. Hello, hello. Today, we'll be talking to you about the new Robert Redford movie, Old Man and the Gun. So sit back, relax, grab a beer, and let's go back to 1981. All righty, everyone. Well, before we get into our movie of the day, let's uh, go over some movie news. Daniel, take it away. Uh, the only thing I have this week for movie news is the news that the Luke Cage Netflix series has officially been canceled after just two seasons. Dang. That's, you think that's a Disney thing? I don't know. I like That's what I think maybe because I know Netflix is... Uh, they're, I mean, they're separate from the other Disney properties as far as, like, the main MCU, and they're produced by Netflix, but I wonder if, like, their contract will run out, so they're, I don't know if they'll be able to make new seasons of any of the Netflix shows. It's a bummer. Well, luckily, we just got season three of Daredevil. I'm looking forward to sitting down and watching that. Yeah, I know. I haven't found time to go in and get get started with that, but I want to get there soon. Yeah, because so far, they, they canceled both Iron Fist and the uh, Luke Cage, and I heard both of the second seasons are good on those shows. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. Like, I know people weren't as keen on Iron Fist, so I thought that made sense when it got canceled. But hearing that Luke Cage got canceled, too, makes me think that maybe around the corner they'll say Jessica Jones and hopefully, or not hopefully, but hopefully not Daredevil. Yeah, no, Daredevil I want to see more and more of as long as it continues to stay good. Yes. Same with Punisher, too. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. So, dang, well, that's too bad. And yeah, that's uh, really it for movie news. Nothing has really come out. And just a small channel update. I mean, if you're listening to us on iTunes, you already know. But for people who are, you know, participating in essentially our soft opening, but on Podbean is we got approved for iTunes. So if you're listening on Podbean, you can now listen to us on iTunes and Google Play. And if you're already listening to us on iTunes, then you already know that. Still waiting on your Spotify. Still waiting on Spotify, but... Yeah, and so we're almost everywhere you uh, you could want, but we're getting there. Well, thanks for the early support, and on with the show. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, without you guys, we wouldn't be here. But yeah, so let's switch gears here. That's exciting news, and we're going to be on multiple platforms soon, and yeah, you'll be able to enjoy us. Uh, switching gears here, let's talk about some Old Man and the Gun, starring Robert Redford, Casey Affleck, uh, Sissy uh, Spacek, Danny Glover, Tom Waits and Tika Sumter is the main cast members and what a cast I thought they were pretty solid uh, what did you think overall it's a uh, good cast yeah I really enjoyed them uh, I mean just Robert Redford always a solid you know he's in <laughs> what did I keep saying uh, after the movie I called him like uh Oof, an old sweetie or uh, smoothie? No, an old, <laughs> not an old sweetie. Yeah, I don't know. I get, yeah, it's just an old smoothie, and it definitely shows in this movie. That Redford is so sweet. He's just an old smoothie, is what he is. And yeah, no, all the cast was awesome. The movie was great, and I'm excited to talk about it. So let's go. Yeah, no, my initial thoughts: great cast. Uh, the movie's just a lot of fun. Like I had a good time, start to finish. It's what hour and a half, hour forty, and didn't feel slow at all. There are times I thought the ending. I thought it kept every time I thought it was about to end. So there was like one more little scene one of those moments but they were all good stuff so I was fine with it but yeah solid movie um, solid cast everything Uh, so yeah I guess let's jump into it so movie picks up in 1981 we meet up with Rob Redford's character Forrest Tucker he is about to rob a bank 
old man who's about 70 about to rob a bank. So, yeah, he just casually walks up in his blue suit, walks up to the teller. It's like, um, so, yeah, I'm going to be robbing this place right now. I got a, you know, a little piece here, so you better do what I say kind of stuff. Anyway, she loads the bag up with the money, and off he goes. And it starts off with uh, him running from the cops a little bit. He switches cars, and then as he's going, he sees a gal on the side of the road with her truck all busted up, or busted down, broken down. So, yeah, he stops, and it's there's Jules, played by Sissy Spacek, and... You know, talks to her for a little bit, ends up taking her out to lunch, and even tells her what he does. Like, oh, yeah, no, pretend this diner here is a bank. Like, there's the teller over there, and, yeah, I would totally rob- be robbing this place right now. And she's like, yeah, right. So, yeah. but, yeah, doesn't believe him at first, but, yeah, ends up, what am I say? They end up, you know, sparking a relationship, and it goes off from there. Yeah, so... I think here. Um, yeah, they spark a relationship, and then away it goes. They show him robbing some more places, and they had, there was actually a pretty good sequence of him um, robbing more banks. It was actually pretty enjoyable. Like I think one of my favorite ones was this gal's crying. He's like, "What's what, what's wrong?" He's like, well, it's, "It's my first day on the job." He's like, oh, "You know, there's a first for everything." Yeah. <laughs> he's like, "Now come on though, chin up. You're doing good." And she, you know, she hands him the bag of money. He's like. You did a good job. Don't worry about it. Yeah, <laughs> and then off he goes. <laughs> yeah, no, that was that was great. That's probably one of my favorite laugh moments. That's one thing I did like about this movie a lot is good humor sprinkled throughout. Uh, if you know you keep listening to these podcasts, you're gonna you're gonna realize I'm not a fan of forced humor. I do not like when humor is shoehorned in a movie for the sake of humor. I like when it just comes natural for the characters. And this had a lot of those good moments where it did come natural for the characters and it was just genuinely funny. Yeah, no, you uh you kinda got it like hit the nail right on the head with the humor. Like it's it's really great. It's subtle. I mean it's just a bunch of genuine moments with uh how the characters interact and I mean how uh Robert Redford's character interacts with uh Jules, how he interacts with uh John Hunt, the detective, and also how he interacts with his own family and his uh little robbing crew that we meet a little later in the movie. Now, what was their clever name? Yeah, oh, yeah. They uh, are named by the police department, the Over the Hill Gang, since they're all in their 60s and 70s. And, you know, I just like... Every, all of the facets for all of the characters, I, it all worked for me. Like, they're all how they interact with each other. I mean, his crew interacts like they're all like really old friends. He's really engaged with his family. And then how he interacts with even like the detective is like really great and pretty humorous, too. Yes, yeah, so I think I think David did a really good job. Uh, he, you know, separating the the humor and the, uh, you know, the, the serious moments from each other. Like there's good tension when they're supposed to be. Then there's humor when there's, you know. You know, when it comes natural for the characters. I like that. Speaking of yeah, directors, yeah, so David Lowry is the guy that directed this. He did last year's Ghost Story, which is highly acclaimed, which I'm afraid to say I have not seen st- to this day still. Yeah, me neither. But it's tis the season to watch something like that, so it's definitely on my list to watch this month. Yeah, I think it's streaming on uh, either Hulu or Amazon right now, which I would like to check that out. I really need to. But yeah, David Lowry, he wrote and directed this based off the article by David Gran for the New York Times telling the story about this robber in his 70s. But yeah, I think what it's just a fun movie this was. Like, I had a really good time because they, they do a good job, like showing him do multiple robberies that was really fun you know they show Ben Affleck or not Ben Affleck god Casey Affleck excuse me the good Affleck acting wise (laughs) 
Yeah, they showed his character quite a bit. What one thing I liked about the John Hunt character played by Casey Affleck was his connection with his family. Like he, you could tell he was a family man. Really liked his kids. You know, he loved his kids, loved his wife, and you know, tried to be in their lives. Like they show him taking his kids to different places. Like they show them all in the living room together, trying to crack the case. Like when they're trying to figure out who these people are robbing with all these bank robberies. Yeah, piecing things together. Like his kids are there trying to help him solve the puzzle, which is kind of cool moment. Yeah, yeah. One of my one of my favorite moments in the movie was. When uh, they were, he had his kids in his patrol car, and he's, I think he was supposed to be driving them to school. And before they left, he's uh, having them, like, uh, use the radio and saying uh, police codes back to the other side of the radio. And they were just having a good time. Like, it, it really does a good job of helping, like, round out and flesh out that character that, you know, shows, like, he's, like, he's, like, he's really trying to get these robbers caught but it just it's kind of cool because usually when you see something like this he's been follow it seemed like he'd been following these people for years and you know in other movies like you know like oh the detective that's consumed with the case and like he is like focused on it but he it shows that he's still trying to spend time with his kids and his family and it's just like it if nothing else it helps round out his character and flesh him out really well and I really like that yeah they reveal you know early on that he just turned 40 and I don't know if he's kind of having like a midlife crisis but they kind of just show like he's kind of burnt out a little bit from the police work the detective work and it's kind of like ah, is this what I want to still do or do I want to go pursue a different career altogether yeah yeah I mean there's a line in the movie where I think he's he says something similar to yeah when he's talking to his wife he's just like i'm just tired of like cleaning up a mess and then turning around for two seconds and having it like the mess like come back and everyone thought he was talking about just having kids no (laughs) no and one thing speaking of his wife tika sumter i thought she stuck out pretty good like her role is kind of small but she stuck out really well and i thought she did a really good job and i kind of liked her role in this like she plays his supporter quite a bit like she knows that you know he loves the family maybe he is thinking about a career change but you know she supports him like i kind of thought of her um adrian from rocky kind of like you know i got your back whatever you decide like i know you want to do what's best for us so i got your back and i kind of you know i I like that yeah no it like i said it's just it's a good family dynamic that they introduced on the detective side yeah have you seen her in anything before Uh, i am not familiar with her no, I haven't seen her in anything. But, no, I thought she did a pretty solid job. This whole cast is just great, though. Um, yeah, because Danny Glover and Tom Waits, they play part of his gang, the um, the Over the Hill gang. And they all did a good job. Uh, some really good funny moments between them, too. I think one of my favorites was uh, the Christmas story in the bar. Yeah, I know. I mean, we won't spoil it for you. It's a funny moment, but it's just... It's just... It's fun because they just interact like they've known each other for years, which obviously they, they have. And it's just so funny to see, like, some old men... It, it's just yeah, like, it makes you wonder like have they been robbing for decades together or did they just like come together at a retirement home and decide to start robbing suddenly I, I know it gives you the impression that they've been uh, friends for a long time but I it doesn't specifically tell you how long that they've been robbing banks together what, what did you think of uh, uh, the pacing of the movie did you think it was pretty pretty well done the pacing like I, I don't have any complaints like it's not super fast it's not a super fast paced movie it's obviously not an action movie despite it being part of bankrupts like it's it just focuses so much on the characters and honestly while I was watching it it's just like a, a low key like kind of relaxing movie just to watch and be a part of like it's just charming and that's that's mostly like it's charming and relaxing like it just focuses on the characters like I love the interactions that uh 
Forrest, Robert Redford's character, has with um, Jewel, Sissy uh, SpaceX character. And it's just like their uh, relationship. And, you know, it just seems so genuine. Yeah, I thought they had some pretty good chemistry. It, it was pretty funny, too. Like, they when he first tells her about what he does and she's like, doesn't believe him. And later on, they're in a jewelry store and he... Yeah, you know, she's trying on a bracelet, and they walk out, and she's just like, "Wait, what's going on? Like, does he actually steal? Like, yeah. is it was the stories he told me actually like is that what he does? Holy crap! Holy cow!" Yeah, I, I think at that point in the movie, she kind of just thinks like, oh, he's goofing off, but let's walk back to the store. And then she walks back to the clerk and she's like, oh, I, I totally forgot, but we'll take it. And, you know, they pay, they actually pay for it. But it's just like, I think she thinks at that point, or at least maybe she just can't accept that he actually might be a bank robber. But, you know, she just, I think she just thinks that he's goofing off. Yeah. What did you think of the... It was, I think, the second robbery of the film when he's robbing the same bank that John Hunt is in, the Casey Affleck character? I, You know, I really like that scene because the split of what's happening between uh, John Hunt is, like, you know, telling a story to his son, and then in his background, the bank manager is getting robbed at supposed gunpoint by uh, Forrest Tucker. And then, you know, like, and as soon as, like, uh, John, he's done telling his son the story, that's when the bank manager just, like, goes over and locks the door and just informs everybody that they just got robbed. And it's just a really cool, a really cool scene. Yeah, Lawrence been tripped by this point. Yeah, so I, I, th- I thought that was really interesting. So we see a gun a couple times in its glove box, but you never see it, him pull a gun on anybody. He just casually, you know, walks up to people, very friendly and nice and genuine, and just like, hey, um, I'm going to rob you right now. Like, I'm caring, and I'm going to rob you, so just put money in this bag, and there won't be any trouble. Yeah. Just very casual and smooth about it. It's not like, you know, like, all right, this is a stick up, everybody on the floor. Nothing like that. Yeah, no, no, no Pulp Fiction diner scene here. No. But no, it's just, I think, but I think what, like, they kind of hint at is when he's robbing people and none of them ever see a gun for the most part. He kind of like opens his vest and then closes it real quick. But I think they all just kind of think like, well, like he's just so confident in what he's doing that they just genuinely believe everything that he's saying. Yeah. And they're like, okay, okay. Because like um, after that robbery that we just talked about, the bank manager's talking to the police and then they ask if he pulled a gun. He's like, well, I mean... He said he had one. Yeah, said he had one, but I actually never did see one. But I believed him because, I mean, he just, you know, confident, seemed like a guy telling the truth and I... If he had a gun, I wasn't taking any chances. Yeah, and the thing that I I loved and kind of... And they even, like, kind of set it out there during the movie was, you know, like, everybody that he robs, like, they do, like, a montage of, like, uh, Hunter... Yeah, Detective Hunter uh, interviewing everybody, like, everybody that we've seen him rob. And they're all just like, he's just so charming. Like, he was just a gentleman. And it kind of makes me think of John Dillinger, especially in, like, uh, the Public Enemies movie that they did with Johnny Depp. Everybody's, like, everybody he robs, like, he's just a, a nice guy, a gentleman. He's just, uh, he's just super sweet. And they even, when he, when they're, the detective is talking to the FBI, they s- specifically named John Dillinger and I just thought that was kind of fun because that's who I was kind of thinking of like relating this to so that everybody just has nothing bad to say about this guy that goes around robbing people I don't know, should we go into spoilers at this point I mean I think we've talked about the overall good layout of the movie 
Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, talk into some specifics. Yeah, definitely don't want. I don't want to. Yeah, ruin the movie. But we'll talk about some things that you see. So yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, pause right now and go see the movie. Definitely worth checking out. And we're definitely gonna spoil some really funny parts too. So if you, you know, again, if you haven't seen the movie and just it's a good movie, go watch it. Yeah. So let's talk about this uh, scene where they they first meet each other in a bathroom. So by this point, John Hunt, you know, he's been on the case trying to figure out what's going on behind all these bank robberies. Link, you know, people keep saying, you know, it's an old man and, you know, with a mustache, which that's something they show right away is he puts on a fake mustache before he walks into the banks. So he's wearing like a cowboy or a fedora type hat and a fake mustache when he goes into these banks. And anyway, John Hunt is narrowed it down. He's figured out who he is. And there's a scene where um, John takes his wife out to dinner and they're in this diner. Well, uh, Forrest Tucker and... His gal Jules are in there as well. And John Hunt goes in the bathroom and Forrest Tucker goes in behind him. Pur- purposefully, too. He sees them go in there and he purposefully goes in there. Because I think I got the impression that he was kind of like showing off a little bit. It's like, oh, man, won't this be great? I think he underestimated how much uh, the John Hunt character knew at that point. Mm-hmm. No, he totally did. Well, and I, I knew, you know, you know that Forrest knows who John is at this point. So when he first walked in, he has hands like in his pocket area. And I thought he had his hands on a pistol. I'm like... Oh man, there hasn't been a gun draw yet, but this could be it. Like, is he gonna go shoot John right then and there in the bathroom? I totally thought that was coming. Didn't end up happening. They have an exchange, and then while Forrest is about to go into the bathroom, um, John kind of looks at him and is like, "I know who you are." Yeah, he because they have they have an exchange. Essentially, as far as uh, Robert Redford is concerned, like he knows who the detective is because he saw him on TV. He knows what he looks like. And he knows that he's hunting him, and I love how he even just like he even uh, fixes. Uh, the detective's tie and he's just like having fun with it and then he's just like all right well see and they haven't actually said their names or introduced each other but as Robert Redford's walking away that's when he's like oh uh nice he says like he he name checks him he calls him by his actual name and then that's when Robert Redford's just like oh he, he knows who knows. I am yeah, I thought, I thought the whole scene in general is set up. It's not a very long scene, but it's very, it's set up very well. You can definitely feel the tension in the bathroom going on. Yeah. So I thought they did a really good job of that. Um, I'm trying to think of another scene that stuck out to me. Uh, they show him a couple times. So he had talked about this to Jules about being chased by the police. And they actually show that scene later on. I thought that was kind of a neat car chase scene. You know, kind of short again. But they show him, like, going across the field. Trunk first open money flying everywhere and he gets caught they say he shot it in the st- story was told that he shot at police but it turns out it was just the backfire of his car yeah but that whole sequence was really good um yeah overall i need to go see some more david lowry stuff i mean i really enjoyed this and i really want to check out more of his um movies like especially this ghost story i'm going to really have to see that other other folks and other podcasts rave about that one i remember hearing a lot of good hype about it last year yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I don't know, what are some bo- any other bullet points, anything that st- stood out to you that you want to talk about? Oh, well, I mean, as far as what stood out, I loved, again, I loved how nobody had anything bad to say about Robert Redford's character, how he's just always a gentleman, and even the people that he robbed just, like, don't even, like, after the fact, they just come, when they calm down, they're just like, oh, yeah, that guy was just really nice. He's just in and out. He d- And you get the... You actually like feel that he's like he doesn't mean any ill will towards people, and I love how they even point out that one of the clerks that he robs is just like when he's get when she's getting interviewed, she uh, literally just says he just seemed happy, which was you know it's just like not happy to be 
robbing or like getting away with money, but just happy. Like a happy old man. Like I don't understand. I, that was kind of the funny part. Is everyone was like, "I'm just so confused." He just seemed like a nice, genuine old man. I don't, I don't understand. Yeah, in a situation that should be like, terrifying, like, but he's well, just well, like, why does "Oh, a seventy-year-old man want to rob us?" I, I don't understand. Yeah, no, and I, 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 thought, I loved that. Then that, that I thought was just, I don't know. The whole, the whole way they brought the story out, it was just brilliant i thought like i thought they did a really solid job with that yeah um let's see here I'm trying to think of some other points i want to hit while we're in spoiler territory i thought this was kind of cool early in the movie you hear about him escaping from jail turns out he went to prison and escaped 16 times yep and towards the end of the movie so spoiler alert we're in spoiler territory he does get caught he gets caught he's in jail jules goes to visit him and he gives her a, a list and she's like what's this and he's like Oh, it's just a list of in description of every time I've been, you know, every time I escaped, and they actually go into it and they show one by one a whole montage of him escaping every single time, starting at like age twelve or something like that. Every yeah. time he's been caught for something and escaping. I know that was kind of a really cool moment because it was kind of like, it kind of seemed like a throwaway thing in the movie before. Because he's just like, yeah, I've, ex-, you know, they, they mentioned how he's escaped several times before. And he's just, you know, so you're just like, oh, you're just trying to accentuate that he's good at his job. So it was a really cool moment that they did a montage of all of the times he's escaped from prison, starting when he was like 13. Well, it's kind of funny. So at first I'm like, well, in some of the scenes, I'm like, uh, did they do some of that CGI de-aging stuff or just good makeup job? But it turns out they used some uh, footage from old Robert Redford movies of him running from cops and things like that. So I thought that was pretty clever. Yeah. Kind of put that in there so yeah no cgi i don't think this had the budget for cgi i'm not sure quite what the budget was but it was pretty low from what i've heard doing okay out there like i mean it's it's made 4.2 million in the u.s it doesn't i don't have any statistics there wasn't any as far as the foreign budget or the foreign um what i want to say box, box office. office went but yeah it seems to be doing all right though 89 percent run tomatoes so critics are liking it i definitely think it's pretty solid i'm trying to think if there's any other Good things I want to talk about. I'm well, gonna... I mean, a couple. I'm, I'm going to mention a couple more standout moments in the sure. movie for I'll me. Go for it. Was I mean, like it just shows to. Sh- it goes to show. I mean, when you first, uh, when Jules and Robert Redford first meet, um, I kind of wasn't sure if he was going to try and like use her because he kind of like uses her at, at that very moment to like kind of mm. evade the police. But I mean, there's a couple of standout moments like he just like goes to show that he really felt for her. like after they pull off a big heist in the middle of the movie and they make off with a bunch of gold. He goes to a bank, which I thought it was clever because every time he robs a bank, he's wearing a mustache. But in this particular shot, he didn't have any mustache like glued onto his face. Yeah. And so like, I'm like, oh, I he's not like, going to rob this place. So he just goes in there and he tries to. Where's the mustache? Yeah. So he actually tries to pay off Jules his ranch that she lives on and he doesn't want her to like know that he paid it off but he just wants to pay it off like just to get like that gift is he wants to like give her full ownership of her ranch he doesn't even like the bank manager even's like oh so you want to own it he's like no 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 I just want to buy it for her so she doesn't owe anything else on it yeah. and I really like that moment awesome ranch by the way that looked like a really nice piece of property yeah no it did and the other thing that I really loved is earlier like kind of earlier in the movie he talks about how he's never uh, ridden a horse but it's on the list of things that he has to do and after uh the bathroom scene with it's on my list with uh, the detective hunt that uh when they bust him he runs and he drives to her ranch and he's actually been shot at this point but he uh he makes it to her ranch and he knows that they're gonna come and get him there so instead of waking uh waking jules up he just goes out to the barn and you know puts a saddle on a horse and starts riding around the field just you know 
because I think he knows that if he get or at least he thinks that at that point, like if he gets hot or caught, he's not gonna see the outside world again. Probably gonna die in jail. Yeah. yeah so he just he just uh, gets on the horse and rides around the field, and I thought that was a really cool moment. Yeah, I really like that. Was that was a a definitely a really fun moment. I definitely quite enjoyed that myself. Yeah. Um, there was something... Oh, what did you mention a second ago? Um, what was the scene before this? Oh, where he goes in and tries to pay off her loan. Yeah. Oh, so to piggyback off what you were saying is I, I really was waiting for him to betray her throughout the movie. Like, I really was really like they, they met... They had good chemistry. He seemed to like her. She seemed to like him. But at the same time, it's waiting for the sh- other shoe to drop and him to betray her, either steal from her or use her in some kind of way. And it ended up not happening. Like, he just met this gal and, like, hey, I like her. And Yeah, no, I love... I mean, I got a friend at the very least. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's one of the high points of the movie where it's more about the characters and... I just love how in the relationship, like, he just really cares about her. And it was just a really nice, genuine person that really just cares about this woman. But he just so happens to be a person who also robs banks. Like, it's just, I love that back and forth. And one thing I like that the movie kind of touched on, too, is, like, they show him... um, he gets out. He goes to jail, which doesn't seem like very long, but a couple years go by, we're assuming. And he gets out. And he ends up robbing another bank. Turns out he robbed four in one day. Yeah, no, I love that that's how the movie ends. Is I honestly thought when they did the montage of every time he broke out of prison, that was when it was going to end. But I love how it goes past that. Of when he actually gets out of prison. He doesn't break out. He just gets out. And then just one random day, he's like, yeah, I'm just going to go into town. And it ends with him <laughs> walking into a bank and robbing it. And then... Uh, the text flashes over the screen that just says, like, and he robbed three or four other banks that day before the cops came right. and picked him up. Well, and I guess it, I guess it's the kind of thing, too. Like, he just, what, he, he lives for the thrill. Like, he definitely lives for the thrill. So it's just, it's in his system. It's what he wants. Like, yeah, he just doesn't see living life any other way. Like, he's just, it's just something he has to do, it feels like. Yeah, there's, I guess, to kind of, like, helps wrap it up. But there's actually a line, like. Because at one point, you're like. Sorry to interrupt, but at one point you're just like, yeah, this guy's 70 right now. We're on the impression he's loaded at this point. Why doesn't he just retire and go, go live on the gal's ranch? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it's just like, uh, I like the line where it kind of sums it up, even though it happened like towards the middle of the movie, where the detective's talking to some lawyer that represented uh him when he got arrested previously and he's just like has again nothing bad to say but he says something where he's he's like well i i asked him just like there must be a better way to make a living and he's like oh it's not about making a living it's just about living and i was i was i i don't know it just kind of like perfectly sums up him as a character yeah i'm trying to think if i got any final thoughts like i think i'm ready to wrap this up what about you? Any last words? Uh, no, I mean, that's I, think I said my piece. I I really, really enjoyed this movie. And especially if this is Robert Redford's last movie, I think it's a great way to go out. Yeah, no, I would say, yeah. So the rumor has it, Robert Redford is retiring after this. So I would say he's going out with a bang. Yeah. I think, eh, no pun intended. Old man in the gun. 
but yeah (laughs) (laughs) going out the bang here so yeah why don't we grade this out and yeah get out of here you know i'm I'm just gonna give an a plus i mean i really love this movie i really enjoyed it we kind of just saw it on a whim and it was the perfect movie to go see today yeah funny story i forget if we told this earlier or not but we were supposed to go see halloween originally and i woke up this morning and i was just kind of like and i'm kind of feeling it but then I was like, I was looking at the movie listings of timings. I'm like, what is this Old Man the Gun movie I've heard about? I watched like the first minute of the trailer and I, you know, it looked like I wasn't sure going to spoiler. So, you know, a lot of trailers give too much away. So I watched the first minute of it and I was like, this looks really good. So I text Daniel here. And I'm like, hey, check this trailer out. And what do you say we go see this instead of Halloween? He got back to me. and was like, that looks pretty solid. Let's go. Let's do it. Yeah. No, it was, it was a good choice. And yeah, I would say not disappointed at all. So yeah, to wrap this up, I give it a A plus as well. I think it was a very solid movie. I think yeah, David Lowry, great director. I'd be looking forward to more stuff from him for sure. But yeah, it was a great cast. Uh, I thought it was written solid. The flow is good. The humor throughout is good. And it's just it was just a good uh, fun snippet in this guy's life because it takes place over like six months or something like that for the main portion of the story. And I thought it was really solid the way the whole story was just brought about yeah so definitely recommend it check it out go to your theater near you all right daniel why don't you tell them where they can find us all right well you can find us on instagram and twitter movies underscore brews you can listen to us on podbean google play uh itunes now which is awesome and we're still waiting on spotify but hopefully that'll be done soon cool all right everyone well hey thanks for listening share the podcast with friends and we'll see you next time all right cheers cheers Clink. Sorry, uh, we, we have cans today, so we had to make the noise ourselves. <laughs>